You're listening to Fair Game with your host, Robert Smith. Well, welcome back to the podcast, ladies and gentlemen. This is Fair Game number 296. Today's guest is the Fair and Special Events Coordinator for the Adams County Fair in Colorado. And she's also a former attractions cast member from Walt Disney World. I'm looking forward to talking with her about both folks from the beautiful state of Colorado. This is Courtney Cox. Courtney, welcome to the show. Hi, thank you so much for having me. I'm excited. Well, I'm glad you could be here. Now, your Facebook bio says, not that Courtney Cox. (laughs) No, not that Courtney Cox. I get it probably once a week. Well, you know, it's interesting then that you you and I on the show because you got Courtney Cox and Robert Smith and no... (laughs) I am not the lead singer of The Cure. I definitely yeah. grew up with that one a lot. Yeah, I used to get, anytime I was in like a new class, they'd call roll and I would dread when they'd get to my name because then they would be like, how's Rachel? Or did you see Ross this week? Without, without fail. Yeah, and you're a little bit on the, you're a little bit younger. And so you grew up right, your generation was right in the wheelhouse of the Friends yep. era. Like <clears throat> I'm 42 in June. And I mean, I knew tons of my friends watched it, but what, it was just that era that it was Courtney Cox. We all know who she was. We all know who uh, who the cast was on Friends, and you caught it all. Yeah, all the time. Yeah, and I can remember where I was when the series finale uh, aired. I was at the Colorado Children's Corral rehearsal, and all of my friends were, like, so upset that Friends was ending. And I have never watched Friends. I think I had a spite more than anything, but... <laughs> I just remember being like, I don't care. Great. Get it off the air. Awesome. It's over. Yeah. I think I maybe watched three or four episodes. I was just never a show that I I got into. But I, you know, the thing about with my name, with Robert Smith, the lead singer of The Cure, and I, we both sharing the name. The folks that now, when I introduce myself as Robert Smith, (laughs) starting to feel a little old because the (laughs) folks that recognize the name and go, oh, like the lead singer of The Cure. They don't look young and blonde like you do anymore. <laughs> no. They look old and gray and losing their hair like I do. And I'm like, oh, damn. Oh. <laughs> I'm starting to notice this. Oh, I'm certain that'll come for me, too, in the Friends friends yes. gang. Yeah, one day, all of a sudden, you'll be like, hi, I'm Courtney Cox. And some little, you know, some young 26-year-old is going to be like, oh, like on the TV show. And you're going to be like, No. No. <laughs> what actually what's going to be worse is when you get to the era where you start introducing yourself to younger people and they just don't they don't say anything yeah. they don't have a clue <clears throat> they don't connect it at all right when you kind of go into the conversation expecting the question and then it doesn't come in and so you've yeah. kind of stepped in saying, it man it's the old yeah. rape folks asked me about the cure now the young kids just don't and i'm like oh, 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 <laughs> it's happening yeah that'll be a painful moment for sure because i mean it does it is it gets grading but yeah. At least people recognize the name, I, I suppose. I guess. So you guess. worked in attractions. Your, uh, your Facebook bio says you worked in attractions in Disney World. Tell us about that. I did. So I, after I graduated um, from UNC, I went and did the Disney College program for, I was there for about a year. And I was placed in Tomorrowland at the Speedway. So I worked. <laughs> <laughs> Tomorrowland Speedway. Yes. Anything and if but you know anything, a Speedway. Yeah, if you know anything about Disney World, that attraction has been there since the park opened yep. in the 70s, and it has not changed since that time. They still use gas-powered cars, 
Um, you do drive the car, you're on a track, but you control the gas and the steering. So um, every morning we'd fill up the cars, we'd put them on the track and we, if a car broke down, we'd have to get this hand jack. I think they've changed it now. I have friends that still work there and I think they got an electric one, but back in my day, you had to get out this hand jack and put it underneath this go-kart mm-hmm. and pull them out yourself off wow. the track. Um, but yeah, while I learned dodging, a lot while dodging all of the other cars driving around you. Yes. There was one night we forgot to put the track back up after we pulled a car. It was a mess, but, and then when I was there, I was also, um, in a choir at Hollywood studios. Um, so I performed in Hollywood studios in like, um, like a cover choir kind of thing. So you're dating yourself then if you're calling it Hollywood Studios. Yes, I am. So I was what? there in 2013. 2013. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. It was so the year of the villain. The year of the villain. Yep. Yep. So you, you'll you understand when I ask this, which uh, which apartment complex did they put you in? Was it Vista Way? No, I was actually in Ch- Chatham. You in Chatham? Okay. Yep. Yep. So. Sarah and I met full disclosure on this on the college program. We were on the millennium oh. college program in two spring of 2000. It was only four. You said you were there about a year. Ours was only four months. Yeah. So I was on the advanced. Do, yeah. You could do spring or fall or you could go, they had what was called the summer advantage where if you did spring, yep. you could stay on another two months and go through the summer and then go back to school. She yep. was, she was a student at university of Southern Mississippi. I was out at Eastern New Mexico over in Portales. And we met on the college program. I worked at Disney's MGM Studios. Oh. This was uh, this was in the early days. Phantasmic had just opened. Wow! Like some point, I think in '99 it opened. Yep. Back in the day, because I worked in parking and in custodial, and I I had probably a half a dozen or so times I worked over at Phantasmic. You would not believe the people we could get in there early in I, when it first happened. They don't feel it like that anymore. No. They just mm-hmm. don't. We would be down the aisles going, everybody scoot, everybody scoot. I oh, my gosh. We could, get, we could probably, I think that full, I think that thing holds like 8,500 people. Yeah, it's a big theater. Bigger and than I you I want to say we might have squished 9,500 to 10,000. Oh, yeah. They don't do that. They don't do that they, anymore. No. We oh, wow. And then yeah. Sarah was four foot 11. So you can take a guess as to uh, who she was friends with. Yes, I uh, can. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. She was, uh, she was good friends with uh, Mickey and Minnie and Turk and um, Pinocchio and Piglet and Mushu. And oh, that's amazing. Yes. Unfortunately. So I have a degree in opera theater. So I went there in hopes that I could get into entertainment. Um, I did, like I said, I was in the choir, but I am five foot 11. So I am, I'm a little too tall for most things. So for anything. Yeah. yeah. And on the college program, they, they hone in on people because it's hard to find four foot or five foot or under people that are 18 and older that can actually, you know, do the work. And so, Uh, when you find someone who's who's the correct age, who happens to be four eleven, they jump all over them. Although I heard, I think one of Sarah's friends told her, I heard they adjusted that for that particular height class. I thought I'd heard it gone to five one because they just couldn't get enough people in there. I mean, that wouldn't shock me because that is a, that is a that's a short adult, so that wouldn't shock me. Um, 
but I have, I still have lots of friends that work there. My best friend is, he is now working at Test Track. Um, but I, I don't know any people in entertainment right now. I did see that they re, they changed all of their Disney look stuff. Did you see that? Um, the, I didn't. What, what have they changed? Because I tell you, when I was there is when they finally started to allow, spring of 2000, they finally started to allow male cast members to have facial hair. Yep. The catch was the mustache. It had, could only be a mustache. Couldn't be a goatee. And the mustache could not go beyond the lip. <laughs> and it had to be, you couldn't grow it on the no. job. You no, had to do it had like to already you had to, have it had to already have it or you had to take time off, let it grow in. And the, yeah, which just doesn't make any sense because most men's hair grows so fast on their face. You could give it a week and it'd be fine. Yeah, it was um, a lot. Um, but I so I think that now you can show tattoos as long as they're not offensive. I know I was wow. shocked. Oh, I would like yeah. I would say hairstyles change or sunglasses or the watch mm-hmm. you tattoos tattoos so wow. um i actually just on instagram this, mor- this morning saw my friend max who is a coordinator there he had his nose ring in and you could see his tattoo and oh he was God. so happy so and i think they did some things with the length of men's hair too um but i think the biggest thing has been the tattoos because That's- i have friends that would wear rings and makeup and all kinds of things to cover them i could always see that you know maybe they would because so many men wear their hair long it's just much more accepted now than it ever was previously i could totally see that becoming a thing yeah the tattoo thing has kind of got me floored yeah i'm yeah okay and all of my friends are very excited um and then I also think, don't. I mean, I don't know for sure, but something I saw last night, maybe even um, they were allowing men to wear nail polish, which if that's the case, I think that's amazing. Okay. But, I'm not um, a so nail polish guy, this, so I'll, I'll go with that. <laughs> all of this came out like yesterday. All of my friends who are still in Orlando started Snapchatting and were like, goodbye to Disney look and like had their... I, my friend wow. has a uh, tattoo on his finger that he wears a ring over. And so he was like, I'm so excited to get rid of this tan line. Yeah. I remember, so one of my cousins retired. Um, she worked in hotels and she was at Wilderness Lodge for a long time. And then she retired from the All-Stars. And she, at one point, I don't know, God, probably 2006, maybe. Mm-hmm. We were down there visiting with her. And so she mangated us in at Animal Kingdom. And the Gallaudet Animal Kingdom had nails that were that long. And they were bright green. And she, she, my cousin looked at her and looked at her nails and looked up at her as she scanned the main gate. And she goes, so uh, what's the deal with your nails? And the cast and the gal goes, it's just a little something different. She goes, doesn't look like that's in, in uh, compliance no. with dress code. And the girl goes, whatever. Oh. And my cousin uh, and my cousin goes, oh, yeah, OK, OK, walks in and says, hey, before we go wander, <laughs> have a chat with the manager. Yeah, because <laughs> like, wow. I they were very like when I was working there, you could have like pinks and reds on your nails. Yeah. They all had to be the same color, it had to be like um, it was very conservative, just very yes. professional, clean cut look. Yes, very yeah. much. Um, and so when I moved back, I put pink and purple in my hair and blue and never really looked back. So here's the interesting thing. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you this as far as Disney goes, and then we'll move on to talking about fair. Okay. I was just down at the Clay County Fair in Green Coast Springs, Florida, where um, a friend of mine called up and, and I guess a buddy who helps him with his show 
couldn't make it. And so he wanted to know if I was available, which I was like, yeah, get me out of New Mexico. Cause <laughs> so he does a, he does this big one, like a giant robot character and he needed a greeter to walk with him. And so it was crazy was, and this has been 21 years <laughs> since I was in that thing, since I was a cast member. Right. Folks come up, sir, which way are the bathrooms? How many fingers do you think I pointed with? Two. <laughs> Automatic two. two finger point. And I was like, what? Uh, yeah. My 21 years later, how am I automatically doing this? My mom still makes, cause I like, I do it all the time and it's just, I just can't help it. Um, and so my mom makes fun of me all the time. She's like, look at how she's pointing with two fingers, like a <laughs> Disney person every time I do it. Um, but it's just second nature. And I don't know if you know this, but in Tomorrowland, in order to get um, your castmates' attention, we would hiss at them. And so when you're in Tomorrowland, if you hear, hear people going, that's cast members talking to one another. <laughs> we never I don't know, know why. It was only Tomorrowland. I don't know why. I don't know where it started. But so we would get on the people mover. And then we would hiss down to cast members down below us just to see them. <laughs> and they'd be like, where, where is that? Yeah. What's going on? Mm-hmm. So anytime I hear a hiss now too, I turn around to see if somebody in khaki shorts from the speedway is hissing at me. Oh, next time I go, I'm going to hiss at people in tomorrow yep. and just make them be like, what's happening? And you'll I'm see the like, heads turn. That's funny. That's yep. terrific. Let's. Great talk on that. Let's get on to fair business. Give us the origin story, if you will, how you came to be with your fair. Uh, so I actually started um, showing horses and doing um, clothing at my fair when I was five. So I participated in 4-H there until I was 18. Then um, I went off to college and I came back and I ran for the Adams County Fair Queen in 2011. I was selected as the 2011 Fair Queen. So I did that. Our program is two years. So I did it for two years. And oh, then I went like, to Disney. You're like legitimately a Disney princess then. I kind of, yeah. <laughs> yep. I, have, I have a crown and a sash and everything. <laughs> I mean, it sits on a cowboy hat, but I still have one. Perfect. Um, so when I moved back from Disney, I was working three different jobs. And my old royalty coordinators actually reached out to me because they were looking for the summer fair intern. Um, and so I started with the fair in 2014 as the intern. I was the intern for two summers and then um, I got my full-time position as the fair and special events coordinator. Got it. Yeah. Got it. So where does, when does your fair run? So our fair is always the first full weekend of August. We're a five day fair. Um, We have roughly 96,000 attendees. So one of the larger fairs in Colorado. Um, But yeah, it's always the first full weekend. That's pretty good. Around ninety six thousand for uh, what do you are you five days? You said we're we're five days, and our largest attended day is actually our last day, which is Sunday, um, and it's our Dia de la Familia. Uh, Adams County has a really large Hispanic population, and yep. so um, we bring in traditional uh, Mexican. Ro- Sorry, my dog is trying to join me. Um, That's okay, do- your dog can join you. We're down with that. We have dogs on the podcast. He COVID has ruined him, but. Um, <laughs> So we bring in a traditional Mexican rodeo in the grandstands and traditional uh, Mexican music in the grandstands. And we, our grandstands are sold out. And then in our beer tent, we do more of a Tejano Tex-Mex um, bands in there and people dance all day long into the night. Um, and we have, that is our largest attended day. 
Got it. That sounds like a fantastic event. Can you take a minute and share the importance and the impact uh, that your fair has on its local community? Yeah, so our fair, um, had we had it last year, we would have been in, I believe, our 115th year. So we've been around for a really long time. Um, I tell people the fair really raised me. Uh, that's where I, le I learned from my failures and I celebrated in my successes. I learned to do things on my own um, through 4-H and uh, there's just a real sense of community on the Midway. People have been coming for generations. It becomes a tradition. And so I feel really lucky that now I get to work for this fair and um, help bring those traditions to new families because Adams County is growing. Um, at a huge rate. So new families are coming every year and discovering the magic of the fair. Um, so it's just a super important tradition in our community and people look forward to it every year, so. Terrific. What is the most rewarding part for you of producing this fair? Cool. Um, so a big part of my job is um, volunteers. So I man manage the volunteer program and um, it's been really rewarding to see people who come to the fair looking for volunteer opportunities and then they continue to come back summer after summer. Um, I have two brothers that have been volunteering, they're older, they've been volunteering for me for like seven years and now they will call me on the off season on my cell phone to see if I need any help and they come in and they get pins from me every year. I think one of them has pins from like the 80s, our fair pin, oh, all wow. the way through um, this year so. That's a super rewarding thing because I think that our volunteers really feel like they're a part of the fair too. And they absolutely are because without volunteers, the fair doesn't, is not as successful. So that's a really rewarding part of my job. If someone was to come and move into your area and, and they're new to town and they yeah. called you up and said, Courtney, we want to bring the family out to the fair. What do you re recommend their day looks like? Well, um, I have a follow-up question. Do they have kids? Sure. They have two kids. Okay. So I would tell them that they need to come to our kids day. So at our fair, um, you could come to our fair and not spend a dollar. We have a free shuttle service. You can bring your own lunch, your own drinks. And then our kids zone is also entirely free. So we bring in bounce houses, zip lines, uh, paddle boards, all of that is free. Um, so on kids day, we also bring in a resource fair. So families can come and learn about daycare centers or after school programs in the area. Um, and then in the past couple of years, we've added uh, our mascots. So Rock, the Rockies mascot comes, um, Bernie from the Avalanche comes, Broncos cheerleaders come. So kids day is just a day. And if you wanted to, you could come and not spend a dime. So kids day is a really, really great day for a family. And then you can go out and enjoy the carnival and all that stuff. But before you even get to the carnival, we have tons of free activities and resources and photo ops. What kind of entertainment do you guys have at your fair? So on Wednesday night, we do a free concert. Um, in past years, it's been, we've had Midland one year. Um, now I'm totally drawing a blank, but we have a free concert on opening night. So that's a free ticket. And then on Thursday night, we have a concert paired with bull riding um, past years, we've had Granger Smith, um, Dan and Shay. We've had some big names. And then Friday night, we have our demolition derby. Saturday night is a truck pull. And Friday and Saturday are always sellouts. People lose their minds for the demolition derby and the truck pull. And then Sunday is our Dia de la Familia. So a traditional Mexican rodeo and a concert in the grandstands. 
That's awesome. So you guys have a kind of really good spread of, of entertainment there at your yeah. fair. Let's take a quick look back at 2020 for a minute. Were you guys <laughs> able to have a fair or was that canceled? We were not. We didn't have a traditional fair. We did have a 4-H fair. So our 4-H youth had the opportunity to still come and show um, at a pretty minimal level. We were very safe. So it was one species per day. So like one day was just the pig show. The next yep. day was just the beef show. Um, so as far as like on-site stuff, we just did a 4-H fair just because our kids had already bought their animals and we wanted to make sure they had that opportunity. Um, and then we did a lot of virtual stuff. So I worked with our, I also, um, run the royalty program. Uh, so I've come full circle there, <laughs> but so I worked with the Queens. We did some videos out in the grandstand. So opening night, I did have them out in the grandstands doing a flag run and a hot lap as we would do on opening night. Um, so we did a lot of that stuff. They taught people how to make lemonade virtually. We had some funnel cool. cake recipes, so very minimal, but we did try to keep our community engaged. Well, that engagement, uh, super important for a community, especially in the middle of a pandemic when there's so much unknown going on. I'm curious when the decision comes down and you realize this fair that you are so passionate about is not going to happen. What are you feeling? I was pretty devastated. I mean, I, the only summer I did not attend the fair was when I was working in Orlando. So virtually every summer since I was five years old, um, actually even younger, there's a picture of my mom and I on the carousel at the Adams County fair when I was two. Wow. So the fair has been such a huge part of my life, even outside of work. So I remember I also run the sponsorship program. So the day came when I had to start making those phone calls with the rest of our team. And it was, I mean, it was devastating. I, it was devastating. And then the week that we had the 4-H fair, my manager and I stood out on our empty midway and just looked at the emptiness and like, it was, <laughs> it was sad. It was very it's sad. It's a punch in the gut. I'm curious, yeah. having worked with some, you know, the sponsorship program, what are you seeing for 2021? Cause I know one of the concerns for a lot of fairs was, I mean, you know, the big, big Ford dealership or one, they're still going to be there. They're going to make it yeah. through that. But yeah. so many of those sponsors that support the fair are smaller mom and pop shops. And yep. there was a real concern that they wouldn't make it back on a sponsorship front. What are you seeing for 21? So we're really lucky in that, um, a pretty, a pretty big majority of our sponsors have been sponsors for longer than I've even been a part of the fair. Um, so one of our presenting sponsor is our local power company, and they are very excited to get back in the swing of things as I'm. So when we canceled fair, I had a lot of sponsors that had already paid. And so luckily for some of them, they just rolled their payment into 2021. So a lot of them have already paid for 2021. So some of those smaller companies, um, already have that money allocated and set aside. Um, but from my conversations that I've been having with sponsors, everybody, it has been, cause I don't have a lot of concrete answers right now. So the conversations have been, I don't know what's going to happen, but if it does happen, I, we want you guys to be a part of it. Our sponsors are more like family to us. They're friends. They come every year. So they have all been super supportive and that they want to get back out into the, the, the world too. And uh, some of our smaller ones, I've been very open. Like if you guys need to, if we need to downsize this year, allocate your money differently, we want to make sure you're a part of the fair. Yeah. So it's just been an open conversation and patience. 
It, yeah, well, it definitely feels like patience. Call it, you know, I, I was hearing something from Marla. I can't remember. It might have been on one of her podcasts or um, maybe even when she recorded with me. She had mentioned that Colorado seems to have some some fairly, what I, I don't know, I, this is going to be my word, but some odd restrictions in, um, you know, the number of people you can have in an indoor event space uh, is limited up, you know, to <laughs> – you know, a 5,000 square foot event space, you can have X number of people. Yeah. But that is the same number. If you have 10,000 or 25 or a hundred thousand or, or a million square feet of event space, it's that it's still, it's the same number of people, which doesn't make sense because you can really spread people out. Then what, what are those restrictions looking like right now in Colorado? So the dial is changing um, pretty much daily. So a while back they had said, so our chief concern right now, because year round at the fairgrounds, we do host things like quinceaneras, weddings, craft fairs, anything. Um, so restrictions are still pretty tight on those. Um, but we're hoping that as we move up in the levels, the outdoor events is really what we're looking at. Um, so a couple of weeks ago, they had said there were no more restrictions. So we were super excited for outdoor events. Right. And then they rolled it back a couple of days later and we're like, well, there are restrictions. You still have to social distance. You have to wear masks and you're um, in and out has to be one way. So, I mean, think about that on a midway, you can't really do one way traffic. Right. So yeah, it's been again, a lot of patience because the dial changes pretty much weekly. Yeah. It does seem like that's been the frustration for so many people and businesses all across the country is, is from the get, it feels like every time they turn around, they said, this is the way it is. And then they said, no, this is the way it is. And I understand that as the virus has been studied and, and the it's, you know, how easily it transmits or not doesn't transmit is, has changed and, and they've learned more about it. It just feels like some of the stuff that they're getting stuck on is are things that there is no science behind it. There's no rationale no. behind yeah. it. It yeah. just seems very arbitrary and it changes from jurisdiction to jurisdiction. Yeah. Well, and one of the oddest restrictions, maybe at the beginning made sense, but now as I, is that we are not allowed to have dance floors. So like for things like a wedding or a quinceanera, um, we couldn't have dance floors at all for a long time. And then now I believe you can have a dance floor, but it's limited to the number of people you can have on the dance floor. And I think they all have to be from the same household. Yeah, so I don't know. I it's wish been you guys at home could see the look on my face right now because <laughs> literally like I'm going cross-eyed looking sideways trying to do the math on this going, okay, so you have a wedding, mm -hmm. but only one family can dance at a time. Correct. But they just got married. Right. So their two families have technically now come together. So is that two families or are we breaking the law? Yeah. And then mind you, that was a few weeks ago too. So oh, man. that... Yeah. So it's been um, a roller coaster. We have a really tight team. So on our special events team, there's myself, my manager, another coordinator. We have a beverage and food and beverage supervisor and an event services supervisor. So we're a pretty small and tight team. And then we have, of course, our ground staff that does the setups and the park maintenance and all that stuff. So we're a tight team. So it has been nice to have that support. Um, yeah. Been 2020 taught us a lot. Sounds like you guys really work well together. Yeah, we do. Anything new guests can look forward to at your 2021 fair? So for the 2021 fair, we were, so the 2020 fair was pretty well set and planned. 
Um, so in 2020, we had talked about bringing in, um, we struggle like a lot of fairs do with that um, exhibit hall space, just getting people to go in there. So we had talked about doing an arcade and bringing in um, like pinball machines, Pac-Man, that kind of thing. Um, and then a silent disco as well. I don't know, the videos are the most hilarious part, but you wear headphones kind of like yours and the music is pumped in and, but you're the only one that can hear it. So people walking through the exhibit hall would see a group of people dancing to no music. So we were really well, that's excited. the entertainment is yes. going in and not wearing the headphones. That's yes. the entertainment. Yeah. So those were probably two of our um, two things that we were really excited about just because it, it's hard to get people to leave the midway and go in and, you know, look at vendor stuff. So if we can get them in, even for their kids to come in and play down, play Pac-Man, and then you look over and see a boutique you want to go shop at. So we were looking into that. So hopefully that will be back in, well, that will make its debut in 2021, right. along with the silent disco. Hey, no. <laughs> Your puppy is playing with a toy. Yeah, he really picks the most perfect times, but. Of course. Um, so those are probably the two standout changes that I can um, talk about. Oh, I, that tells me there's, of course, secret. I mean, our entertainment, there's we haven't announced any of our stuff going on top secret. Yeah, well, people. we haven't announced our headliners or, and you know, when we canceled, we hadn't announced any of that. So are you, yeah. are you rolling over from 20 or did you end up because routes changed that you had to get different acts for 21? Um, our 2020 dates, we were able to roll them. So, got it. um, We've been sitting on some secrets since. That's a long time to keep a secret. Yep. Mm-hmm. So hopefully people will be excited about it when we announce them. If if we get to announce them. If you get to announce them, I guess you're still kind of in a holding pattern. You're. It's got to be a challenge to quietly plan and not know whether any you're going to get a payoff on this or not. Yeah. So we we have you know we know how to put on a normal fair. That's not something that's new to us. So. That we can do. We're not worried about that part, but we have all of these other backup plans and contingency plans to, if fair looks like this, what will then this look like? Hey, Ladoo. No. Dog's like, um, me. <laughs> yeah. I'm not that I haven't been here all day and he's ignored me all day. Right. Um, but so that's been the struggle is that as things continue to change is then how do our plan A, B, C, D change? So For sure. For sure. It's been a learning experience. We've learned a lot about just rolling with what comes at us. Yeah, that's I've heard that from a lot of people that they've really learned about themselves this year and, and realized yeah. that they are a lot more resilient, in some cases a lot more resilient than they thought they were. They were a lot more patient than they ever imagined. Yes. Um, and and but it's really, I think for a lot of people, has brought out just how passionate they are about the industry. Yeah. What is it about the industry that drives your passion? I like, I love the rush of a midway and the, this, like the vibe as the, the kids say of a midway, but um, I just, I just love it. I love that you don't know something could go wrong over here and the problem solving that comes with that too, that you're solving problems without letting your attendees know. And so when you solve it, there's like this internal um, celebration that you solved it without letting anybody else know. Um, I just, I just love, 
I just love the midway. I love events. I love being backstage and seeing the rigging coming together, um, all of that stuff. And because I have an opera background, um, the entertainment side is something I'm really passionate about. I love finding new and upcoming artists that my team has never heard of. And then the next year, they're like the big thing. It's like one of my favorite things. So sure. Just, I don't, there's just something so special about being on a midway surrounded with people from your community that are just happy to be there and happy to be outside celebrating your county's heritage. Yep. I totally agree with you. Courtney, uh, we're just about out of time. I'm so glad you could be on the show today, but before we go, everyone who comes on my show goes through a little series of speed round questions. Oh no. Okay. Why does everybody react that way? They're all like, oh God, what's he going to ask me? Yeah, you just never know. You never know. You never know. I'm going to ask you six quick questions. You give me your best response. Are you ready? Uh, okay. If you repeat the last guest answers, you're going to hear this sound. Just, oh, no. It's not family feud. Okay. All right. Six questions. Here we go. Funnel cake or fried Oreos? Funnel cake. Boots or sneakers? Boots. Favorite place you've ever vacationed? Oh, uh germany favorite attraction in disney world and i know it's not the tomorrowland motor speedway <laughs> while that that is nobody's favorite you're attraction. not wrong um it is probably rock and roller coaster or space mountain fair enough if you could be a character in any disney film which character would you want to be Ooh, I think I'd want to be one of the evil stepsisters. They're so fun. I just think it would be so fun. <laughs> just to be mean. Is that it? Well, and I've always so I've always been told I have too round of a face to be a villain. And I just want to prove people wrong. I could be a villain if I wanted to be. I think you, yeah. I mean, if you want to be a villain, you could be a villain. Last and question. you know the stepsisters are so much fun walking around the parks and just they, they really are. Have no, they have no filter. Yes. They really are. Um, I, it, that's actually a really good point because they can say kind of whatever they want within some level of reason and get away with it because it's their character. Yeah. I mean, unpopular opinion, but that's my final answer. I'll take it. Last question. You can go back in time and give 18-year-old Courtney one piece of advice. What is it? Ooh, um, to be a not so hard on yourself. Uh you know, to kind of roll with the punches and get out of your own head a little bit and know that you have a support system and some way you'll find a way to succeed. Courtney, where can listeners learn more about the Adams County Fair? You can go to adamscountyfair.com. We're also on Facebook and Instagram. Courtney Cox. Nope, not, not that, that Courtney, Courtney Cox. Cox. Yes. <laughs> Fair and Special Events Coordinator for the Adams County Fair in Colorado. Really appreciate your time today. Thanks for being on the show. Thank you so much for having me. You've been listening to the Fair Game Podcast. Fair Game is a production of Robert Smith Presents. For more information, please visit robertsmithpresents.com.